And as always, we are back with another episode of the world's hottest NBA podcast. After a long off season, well, it kind of feels like a short off season, really. We're back in business. This is no that's a travel. I am your host, Justin Turner, along with my co-host Ian Skanga. Ian, I mean, I feel like I see you all the time, so it's not like this we haven't seen each other or talked, but how has the offseason been for you? Um, you know, just uh, a lot of load management in the offseason, you know, just <laughs> taking it easy, not, no, making sure I don't get hurt. You you're, know? Pulling a, you're pulling a Kawhi in the offseason? You know, I was trying, you know, got to get ready for the bowling season, you know, just started a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago. So, you know, didn't want to hurt hurt my hand or anything or my shoulder. I mean, I feel like that's a shot at me because I clearly tore my ACL bowling. <laughs> Speaking of pulling a – Wow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you tear your ACL bowling? I, I don't, don't know. I don't know if I've tore my ACL. I definitely did something. My knee has not been right since about halfway through September. Maybe probably earlier than that, but – yeah, that's living in your that's life in your thirties, bro. I mean, that's the first sign of you getting old. Like the injuries mm-hmm. just don't heal the same way. So it's all good though, man. That's why you got the good insurance. Shout out, that's it. shout out to my job. <laughs> anyway, man, as always, man, it's good to be back talking about the sport that we love, the game that we love, the National Basketball Association. I feel like before we get into the National Basketball Association news, previews, hot takes, all of that stuff, we should probably touch on the WNBA, currently in the WNBA Finals with the Chicago Sky and Phoenix Mercury tied at one game apiece. Game two was just epic last night as we record this on a Thursday. Not sure how much of it you saw or how much you didn't see, but if you're listening to this now, you missed an epic one if you missed it. My girl, Skylar Diggins-Smith, Notre Dame shout-out, hit the dagger to put the Phoenix Mercury on top to stay. Diana Taurasi has been balling. Brittany Griner, balling. But on the flip side of that, Candace Parker has also been balling, just carrying her hometown team on her back, trying to get a championship for the Chicago Sky. It's been a great series. I don't know if you have any thoughts on it. I've kind of thrown you a curveball to start the show. But if you do, man, have you seen – What's going on in the WNBA? I have. Um, I since I since I was in college, I'll be honest. One of my favorite basketball players to watch is Diana Taurasi. I mean, she, she can play, man. She can she can play. She's one of the best players ever. And I mean, in her longevity in the league is outstanding as well. So I, I do I do you know I do catch a game uh, once in a while, like when I can. I just happen to be watching the finals, and I'm impressed. I think it's a very good finals. Very very competitive. I like both teams. They have a lot of talent. And I think this is a good, uh, a good product for the WNBA to be putting out there. For sure. And the WNBA couldn't have asked for a better matchup. You know, you got two legends, you know, basically going at it between Candace Parker and Diana Taurasi. We don't know if this will be Taurasi's last, you know, real shot at it. Um, you know, she's been playing for a long time, long time. So, 
Uh, we don't know when she's going to call it quits. So if this is the last, like, hurrah, you know, this is a, you couldn't have asked for a better matchup if you're the WNBA. Get your two marquee names in the finals. Secondly, the crowd in Phoenix was amazing both games. Phoenix yep. may be an underrated sports market. You know what I mean? You don't hear a lot about Phoenix, but, I mean, they showed up in the NBA finals. Now they're showing up in the WNBA finals. You know, it, the onus is on Chicago to bring that same energy. You know, you got the WNBA finals in your building a chance to, you know, really wrap it up. because It's the best of five in the WNBA. So if you win both home games, you're the champion. You know, Chicago, man, bring that energy, bro. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta match it, or at least try to. Um, in regards to to Phoenix being a, a big sports town, I will tell you, I don't know. Take this as you will, good or bad. I know that I was told by a friend of mine for the hockey games, whenever there's a penalty or there's a like an offsides or an icing, they actually explain what the rolling is. So whenever they say it's an icing, they explain what an icing is to the to the crowd. So take that as you will, but I think it's kind of cool for people that have never seen the sport live, or maybe, maybe you're just a real casual fan that don't know the sport. I think that's really kind of cool. Yeah. Especially in that type of market. Cause I mean, how many people play ice hockey in Phoenix? So yeah. and I, yeah. I don't even think the coyotes are actually in Phoenix. I think they're in Scottsdale. If, if I'm I not believe so. So um, definitely something that I can see why they do that. Like that would make perfect sense. Um, especially if you're trying to build the market. The thing that sucks for the Coyotes, not to make this a hockey podcast, is they've just been no. a terrible franchise for almost ever. So, <laughs> But they have two-time champ, Phil Kessel. Move on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess that works. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to the WNBA, definitely taking that out yep. um, as they move uh, closer to crowning a champion. Getting to the NBA, it's been a very interesting offseason, to say the absolute least. Um, we kind of covered it in our last episode that was a couple of months ago at this point. Um, the Lakers signing everyone over the age of 40 um, to their I just team. missed it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just missed the cutoff. Um, <laughs> you've had nice. all of <laughs> – you've had – all of the saga between, you know, unvaccinated and vaccinated players. Um, you haven't had a whole lot of player movement, which I thought was interesting this offseason. Um, not too many new faces in new places, although um, there's one team that's made a lot of moves that could be interesting, and we'll definitely get into them. I'm speaking, of course, of the Chicago Bulls, who have pretty much retooled their entire starting five making things interesting. I'll ask you, what was your biggest takeaway from the off season as we get ready to start, you know, the season this year, the bulls. And it was the same, it was the same thing. I mean, because I'm impressed with what they did in free agency and, and, and making moves like they, they did what they felt they needed to do to make themselves a contender um, or at least put them in the direction to be a contender. And I, I really like what I'm seeing. I like the moves. I think that they, this is the start of something big. And I think that they're, they're still a little bit off, but they're, they're, they got much closer with the moves they made this offseason. Yeah. I think what the bulls have done has been impressive because I honestly feel like this is one of the few years um, in probably my lifetime in watching the WNBA and for full disclosure, 37 years old, which is just wild to say out loud. Um, but this is one of the few years where I feel like it's wide open. Like it's, you could probably list 
15 teams and say this team is going to win the championship and you'd be like, I can see it. There aren't too many teams where it's like, I, I don't see them even being close to contending. And that's that's a great feeling going into the season. So with that being said, when you look at what the Bulls have done, bringing in, um, bringing in um, Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan, adding him to Vucevic and um, my man. DeMar DeRozan? I, I got DeRozan. Zach Levine. Adding him no. to that core. Like, this could work. This could really work. They could, they're definitely going to be entertaining. If I'm a Bulls fan, I'm excited because I know I'm going to get a good product every night. Um, can they contend in the East? Absolutely. So I, I like what the Bulls have done um, this offseason. I'm, I'm really excited to see, you know, how they gel together. Vucevic is the move for me. That was the big move because he, I think he's a very underrated player and not a lot of people talk about him because he played in Orlando, which was a smaller market and they weren't a good team. So no one's really seeing him at all. I think he was a very underrated player. And I think you're going to see him more now because he's in Chicago and I think he's going to ball out. I also like them picking up Derek Jones Jr. I thought that was actually a nice pickup as well. What do you think? Now I know that we, we kind of differ on this, but what do you think of Alex Caruso? I think Caruso's okay. Um, I think he's a solid backup, a uh, solid point you can bring off the bench. Um, I'm interested to see how his game kind of evolves being out of the shadow of LeBron. I mean, that's a tough, excuse me, that's a tough, you know, shadow to play in, not because LeBron is who he is, but because, you know, when you have LeBron on the court, the ball goes through him. So if I'm a point guard, I don't really get to be a point guard because LeBron's on the floor. Um, so I'm interested to see how his game kind of, um, evolves now that he's got that opportunity to come off the bench and be an actual point guard. I like DeMar DeRozan as well. I think he's he's that veteran that will help Caruso as well. So he'll help him with his game and maybe, um, you know, he can maybe Caruso can pick his brain on a couple of things. I mean, it's not the LeBron level player, but I mean, let's be honest. I mean, DeRozan's been a great player for many years. So that's definitely someone you would want to have on your team. I think this team has, has enough pieces um, to do something special this year. And we all know growing up in the nineties, we need to see that Chicago bulls intro in the playoffs again. You know what I mean? Like do it. I know. Which I think is very interesting. (laughs) Yeah. But they, they like remixed it though a little bit. So no, it's still the same song. Like they still do the same thing. It's weird now because the, they flipped where the bench is. So, mm-hmm. like, in the 90s, they were on one side. Now they're on the other side. So it's kind of weird to see it visually. Yep. But it's still, the, it's still the same intro. I don't know if it's the same guy doing the PA. Um, I know it's the same, like, word for word. Like, they even do, like, you know, yeah, when they do the centers. And, yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. So, like, yeah, if you've never – if you haven't seen that recently, go on YouTube and check it out because it'll get you real juiced. Yeah, if you're from that era, I mean, you, you're going to have the nostalgia – you know, especially if you were a Jordan fan. But again, there aren't too many people that weren't Jordan fans in that day. <laughs> Facts. If you were a Jordan fan, you probably liked the Knicks. And then that would explain Ouch. That, or, that the, would explain. Or, or the Jazz, maybe. Speaking of the Knicks, the other team I am really excited to see how it comes together is the New York Knicks. Mm-hmm. We had the whole campaign a few years ago when we first started the, the podcast, the Get Kemba Out of Charlotte movement. I think that I think ultimately our goal was to get him to the Knicks and he's there now. So I'm totally excited to see what happens then. If they can take a next step, you know, they were a they were a four seed um, at the end of last season. So 
let's see, you know, how that thing comes together for, for New York. Is it, is it considered hating if I say that they overachieved last year? No, I don't think saying you overachieved is hating. Because I, I just think that they overachieved. Like, I think that they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. They are definitely a good team. And they're a team that in the playoffs I don't want to really mess with. But there's a couple questions for me. Like, R.J. Barrett, we need to, you know, I, I want to see a little bit more from him. You know, how much does Derrick Rose have left, you know, with his injuries and his age? I don't know, how you know, how he's going to hold up for the season. You know, so there's – He just got engaged, so congrats to him. Hey, congrats. I know what that's like. So congratulations to you, sir. Um <laughs> But I mean, they just have a couple questions. I want to see a little bit more consistency. But this is the year. I mean, we're going to find out. Or was it was it a fluke or, or is it legit? This is the year to find out. Yeah, I, I think that they will be able to continue some of that success. Although um, health is going to be a major concern. You know, at a couple of key areas, they are a bit older. So we all know Kimba has struggled to stay healthy. That's a concern. He's going to need to be a big piece. But I think a huge piece for the Knicks, Evan Fournier. And if he plays the way he played in the Olympics, you, you got a player there that you can really kind of, you know, the Knicks at times struggle with scoring, mostly because they're looking for Julius Randle to score. And I still don't understand that, but it is what it is. Um, so getting a piece like Evan Fournier who can, you know, help with that scoring load is a really big thing for the Knicks, especially if he plays the way he played in the Olympics. I think he's going to be a big piece for them. Agreed. And he's he's another guy who was in Orlando, and no one really saw a lot of him because he was in Orlando. And now people are starting to see. I mean, he's a great player. He's a really big shooting guard, too. I think he's like six seven or something like that. So he's a really big player, but he's very, very versatile. So he's definitely someone that will help the Knicks, uh, you know, uh, spread out, spread the floor. It's it's going to be interesting. It's it's good to see two of the big '90s markets back again with the Bulls and the Knicks. This is this is it. So like NBA, I was I can't wait to just see those two play on primetime. Just give me that. Are you waiting for the Pacers to make a return? <laughs> no, because my man Reggie Miller is not there no more. So so no. But that'd be something though if they if this you know if history repeated itself that'd be something. Yeah, Bulls Knicks Eastern Conference Finals would be pretty dope. Oh, at the garden. <laughs> Let's go. I don't think it'll happen this year, but that would be pretty dope to see again. For sure. It there. Let's just stay in the Eastern Conference. Um, let's get into, you know, what we think will happen this year as far as the Eastern Conference. You know, who do you think um, will win the East? Let's start there. Wow, we just jumped right into it, Let's huh? Jump, we're jumping right into it. We're not wasting so, no time this episode. So who's going to win the East? Who's going to win the East? The Nets. The Nets are going to win the East. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Even with all the drama, the Nets are going to win the East. I know. I know. It's kind of ridiculous to say it like that. I just feel like, and I know this is going to be a hater statement, but I just feel like the, the Bucks might suffer from that title hangover. I, I just don't see them getting back again. Um, and it's honestly, it's been a lot of basketball in a calendar year for them. So I, I just, I, when I look at it, when I, when I looked at all the numbers, I just gut feeling just tells me nets are going to go. I think this is the year. Th this is where I feel like Kevin Durant proves he's the best player in the world. And he, and this would be the time to do it. And he has one of the best scorers in the league with James Harden on his side too. So, I mean, if they can figure it out, just go be like, all right, you know what? 
Kyrie's not coming. Let's just focus on who's here. And then if they can figure it out between them, then it's over. Because they have too much talent not to. And, and it's it's like the Lakers have talent, but the, the Nets have talent and they have the age advantage. I like it. Um, I'm going to go with the complete favorite here and say the Milwaukee Bucks are going to win the East. And my biggest reasoning for that is, you know, when superstars are young and you can see the potential, but they don't quite reach it. And you're just like, man, if that guy ever gets it, it's going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. And most of the time they do. And you're like, okay, this is what we were waiting for. Mm Mm-hmm. I think Giannis had that moment in game six of the finals. I I think he, we were waiting for that moment where it's like, okay, he's unlocked the cheat code. He's got it now. And when you drop 50 to clinch a world championship and you do it that efficiently and you take the biggest the biggest hole in your game and you completely just diminish that entire narrative in one moment I feel like that's the moment I feel like that's what we have been calling for Giannis to do a lot on this particular podcast and I feel like he's got it now now he's gonna go and once he goes we've already said once he unlocks that good luck trying to stop him and I think I think the league's on notice. And I, I, I truly feel like he's going to take that leap to being just the most unstoppable force probably this league has ever seen. And that's a, that's a scary thought. It is. It is. And if he gets to that potential already, then the league's in trouble for the next five to ten years. You know what I mean? So they're going to have a big problem to deal with in Milwaukee. But, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a great, great call. Um, I can definitely see it as well. So – yeah, I ain't got no qualms with it. Yeah, and I think there's that, there's that, you know, get that championship burden off your shoulders. Yep. Like, remember when LeBron was going for the title, you could see it was weighing on him. Like, mm-hmm. you, could just, you could just see it. When he got to the big moment against Dallas, you know, it's time to go win that championship, and he just crumbled under that pressure, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you saw that next year he was on the mission. Once he finally got it, the following year – I feel like he was at his peak. I feel like he was at his most unstoppable that second championship run in Miami. And you're like, this guy, how are you going to stop this guy? And I feel like that's what you're going to see from Giannis. He's got that burden off his back. If he never wins another title, he's good in Milwaukee forever. Now he can just go play freely. And that's scary. You know, what's funny is your reference to game six for Giannis, because I feel like going back to the LeBron thing, LeBron in 2012, game six against the Celtics, I feel like that was LeBron's turning point that made him from the best player in the league to NBA champion. I think that was the game. Exactly. He he had that moment. Everybody, when you're, when you're in the, the midst of these things, especially when you're a superstar and you have that much pressure on you, you have to have that moment that Mm -hmm. this is the, this is the, this is the time when everything else kind of goes away and now I am the man and there ain't for part a better word, for lack of a better word, there ain't shit y'all can do about it. Like it's mm-hmm. insane. Mm-hmm. And then once you have that, 
it's like, okay, I can just go out and ball now. And now I'm going to unlock the potential that everybody knows I have. So watch me go do this. And that's what I think Giannis is going to play like this year. And that's why it's scary because they haven't lost much. You know, they did lose PJ Tucker. That's probably a big loss, especially defensively, but they, they didn't lose too much of anything from that team. So they're kind of running it back and and I I like it. Yeah. And they're, they're going to be a scary team for, for many years, as long as Giannis is there and playing at the level he's been playing at. So yeah, I'm with you. Who's the playoff team from the East that made the playoffs last year that will not make the playoffs this year? Uh, the Wizards. The Wizards. Yep. I just don't think they have enough. I, I feel bad because Bradley Beal is, is a superstar. He's an absolute superstar. Um, I just – and he he's literally is doing his part to keep Washington afloat, but I just don't think they have enough to help him out. Yeah, definitely. That's the the easy choice for me is the Wizards as well. Um, there's not enough talent there. There, there just isn't. Um, I would love to start the get Bradley Bill out of Washington campaign, but he seems to to like it for whatever reason. Um, and if you like it, I love it, bro. So go ahead and deal with it. But I, I don't think there's enough talent there. They did bring in Kyle Kuzma for what that's worth, but I don't yeah. I don't think Washington's ready to make any type of moves in these. No, I, I I just think I honestly think that them making the playoffs was more of the Russell Westbrook aspect than it was anything else. I mean, Bradley Beal, he's still, I mean, back-to-back years, 30-plus points a season. So he's going to do his thing regardless. I just think Westbrook was a different animal than, say, John Wall, you know. So I just, I I think Westbrook was more well-rounded than John Wall, and I think that's probably the difference there. Um but, yeah, I just don't think they have any uh, enough talent to get there. Team that didn't make the playoffs in the East that will make the playoffs this year? Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls, nice. I am going to throw a curveball here. Yeah. And I am going to say the Orlando Magic will make it into the play-in tournament. Ooh. That, that's, okay. a, that's the hot take. That is the hot take one, number one for me. The Orlando Magic will make the play-in tournament. Okay. Young okay. team. They've got a lot of young pieces, but I kind of like the young pieces that they have. Um, I think some of the, one or two of the top dogs are going to struggle in the East. I'm looking squarely at the Boston Celtics when I say that. I think they're going to struggle immensely. Um, they, will they still be good? Of course, they've got enough talent to kind of be – you know, in that mix, but I think they will be a seven, eight, nine seed. And I think the Orlando magic are going to surprise a lot of people this year. Okay. I feel like more like my bulls picks kind of chalk after just talking them up for, Mm -hmm. for so long, but I really, I think that those are enough pieces to get them there. And I actually, I'm, I'd have to look at this, at the standings, but the way it configures, I could see them not having to play in the, in the playing tournament either. I mean, I, I can see say, like sixth or something. Yeah, I really wanted to say Charlotte, but I feel like Charlotte did absolutely nothing this offseason when they couldn't Didn't. take an advantage of what they've done so far to build on that. Did you see how bad they got beat yesterday? I did. I did. Mm. For those of you that did not know, they lost a preseason game 127 to 59. Yeah. 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 That's that's just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> We'll stay in the Eastern Conference just for a moment here while we're still doing 
um, playoff predictions. How do you feel about the Miami Heat going into this season? I think they're going to win the division. Um, I think because the, their division, honestly, is not that difficult. Uh, I mean, they got to deal with the Hawks. The Hawk, I feel like the Hawks are going to be another problem for them. I just think that they got they got a lot better. They made a lot of very key moves. Kyle Lowry's definitely the, the top one. That was fantastic. That's exactly what they've been needing for the past two years. They finally got it. He's an all star. Um, Jimmy Butler's still there. Bam's going to turn the corner here. He's all Bam's already one of the best defenders in the league just because of his size. So if if they can figure, you know fix some of the rough patches in his game. You know, we've already seen Tyler Hero in the preseason, at least he's, he's killing it. We'll see if he can stay consistent enough to do it the whole year. Duncan's going to do his thing. I, I feel like, and also PJ Tucker, I forgot to mention him. I think that's a great sign because that's exactly what Miami loves to do. They love to play defense and PJ Tucker does it better than most. So that's just someone else to add to it. I think Miami's going to make some noise. I think they win a division. I don't know how far they go in the playoffs though. Love what the Heat did this offseason. Uh, they stay healthy. I think they're a top two, top three seed in the East without question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really love the versatility that they can play with now. Uh, offensively, they're going to be a nightmare for teams because they've got shooters everywhere. everywhere. Um, and I, I think that's just going to help. The guy I'm really looking forward to seeing is the big man in the middle, Yurt Seven. Mm-hmm. Big, yep. Big year. That's what I'm going with. Year. Big year. That's what we're doing right there. I'm really excited to see that guy play. I heard he dropped like 50 or something in a game in Israel one time. I like him. Saw in the Let's summer go. league. I like what he's like. What he's like. How he plays. Um, I'm really excited to see him do his thing. I think the Heat are going to be a problem in the East. I don't know if they can hang with Brooklyn or Milwaukee in a seven-game series. Still interested to see what that looks like, but I really like what the Heat did this offseason. I want to see the Heat in the Nets in the play, in a seven-game series just for the simple reason this will show how good of a coach Eric Spolstra is because his defensive mindset when he comes to game planning for teams, he is really, really good. You saw what he did in the bubble with, with defensively. So I feel like going against a team of that talent for seven games straight, he's going to have to come up with a couple of different things. Do we feel like that still needs to be proven though? I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe to some, maybe to some. Yeah. I don't know if, if people don't know how good of a coach Eric Spolster is. I, I would be surprised if people were still questioning that I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying no, I, I, I would be surprised that people are still questioning that at this point. But but some people are going to say, well, his only rings are with LeBron. I mean, cool. I mean, I get that. I get why someone can make that claim. But I mean, is Teron Lou not a good coach because his only ring was with LeBron? I don't. But, listen, believe it or not, whether or not you you know people want to believe it or whatever, um, coaches still got a coach in the NBA. All For right. Sure. They still got they still got to because you're talking about the top athletes in, in the world. So, you know, these these guys are all intelligent. They, they've been playing this game since they were little kids. They know what they're doing here. So a lot of people have coached LeBron with all stars and didn't win a ring. Like, I'm, yeah. just, I'm yeah. just throwing that out there. And I promise you, if there was no coaches, the game would be a mess because there'd be no structure. So, it, yeah, they'd have to run plays and figure out plays on their own. Trust me, it would it would be a mess. All right, let's continue on. We have a few more stories in the Eastern Conference that we have to get to, but we'll save those rants for a little later in the show. Let's move to the Western Conference now. 
Uh, who do you see winning the West? Here we go. Oh, boy. The Western Conference representative for 2000, I guess it'd be 22 because it'd be in June 2022, are the Denver Nuggets. You love the you love Yoke Nokic, Jokic. I'm sorry, <laughs> you love Jokic so much. It is wild, bro. <laughs> the I Denver just, Nuggets. Yeah, I just feel like they they're there. You know what I mean? Like it's just they're they're right on the cusp. So I, I just I there any year, I, and I guarantee you, one of these years I'm going to be right. <laughs> I'm I surprised just, you didn't go with the Jazz because I, I know was, your boy plays there. Listen, listen. I I like the Jazz a lot. I just feel like there's going to be some teams that regress in the in the West and some teams that don't. And I feel like the Jazz will regress a little bit. They're still going to be a playoff team. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think that they're going to win their division. So I, I I'm more. I just I'm just my gut again. I just went on gut. I looked at numbers. I looked at everything from last year. I just went with my gut. And I went Nuggets and Nets. Nuggets and Nets. That would be a fun series. I don't know how much the national TV markets will love it, but I could see that being a fun series. I don't care. As a basketball fan, I Well, I mean, it. yeah, I'm saying we're going to watch it. I mean, I would watch, you know, the Portland Trailblazers and the I don't know, Charlotte Hornets in the NBA Finals. But that's just me. Oh, bro, Dame time in the Finals? You're, yeah, I would watch Dame time in the Finals. That's just me. I'm just speaking for the casual. I don't know if the casual would watch Brooklyn and Denver, but I think that would be... Would you watch the Would you watch the, the Pistons and the Kings in the NBA Finals? Sure. There's, there you go. I mean, I would... I, listen, I love basketball so much, I can watch high school basketball all day, and it wouldn't bother me. I okay. just love the sport. So if you can tell me, I don't, I don't care who's in the NBA Finals. I'm still watching it. Facts, um, but that's me and you, though. Like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm a hardcore basketball fan, so yeah. it doesn't matter to me. Uh, I'm just speaking towards the casual fan. Brooklyn and Denver is kind of like, eh, maybe, but I would love to see it. That would be pretty cool. It would be different, you know, and it's just like last year. Last year's was very different. Last year was you know? totally different. Yeah, exactly. So, so if you give me Nuggets Nets this year, I'm in. That's even better. Yeah. You know, let's see it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, team that I feel like is going to win the West and play the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals. Are you ready for this? This might, oh. this might get super spicy. I think that the Phoenix Suns win the West. I feel like we're going to run it back. Okay. And I, I'll tell you why I think we're going to run it back. A, I think Phoenix is the most mature team that it can still has the pieces to win because they're going to have to put up points. And I think that they're going to be able to put up points and play good defense enough to win the Western Conference. Um and I know I'm going super chalk here with my my finals prediction, um, but I just think the Phoenix Suns are going to be on a mission to get that get that back. Plus, okay. Jay Crowder has been to the last two NBA Finals. I think he's going to keep the streak going. <laughs> yeah, I mean he he just finds ways to win. Um, I mean him and James Jones. James Jones has been to like 
12 of the last 15 NBA finals. He was on 12 of 12 of his 15 teams have been LeBron teams. In a a super weird set, I don't know exactly what the number is, but he's probably been to the last at least eight of the last 10 or 11 NBA finals. He got three rings in eight minutes of play. Like that is, this is just a weird stat. Shout out to James Jones, though. Shout out to James Jones, though. Because he could shoot the ball. I will tell you that. For sure. Um, But I have the Suns actually um, being finishing as the one seed in the West. I just feel like they're going to run into a team that they might not match up with that well. And, or they might, you know, I just feel like they're just not going to, they're not going to make it that to the finals again. I just feel like if they improve, like if Devin Booker gets better, as I'm watching, well, he should. I'm currently watching uh, the Nets and the Timberwolves play in a preseason game, and it looks like Joe Harris is like bleeding profusely out of his arm, which is just weird. Uh, <laughs> this is why Kyrie needs to get vaccinated. But anyway, <laughs> we'll get to there. Um, I just feel like if they take steps to get better, like if Devin Booker like just becomes a even bigger superstar and DeAndre Aiden continues to grow, they've already shown last year in the playoffs that they're a matchup problem for basically anyone in the West. You know, I, I would love to see them go against Denver with Denver having a full squad, but we don't know what Jamal Murray is going to look like when he gets back. Like, like we good. just don't know. He's going to be a star. And I, I think the Jazz have the talent, but as we said last year on this podcast, and it came to fruition, for the Jazz, you got to show me in the playoffs, bro. I'm tired of y'all being one of the best teams in the regular season. Y'all get all hyped because y'all got home court advantage. And believe me, being in Utah for a game, I can tell that's a tough place to play. The problem is y'all lose home playoff games. And then y'all don't win series. And it's just very weird. So y'all got to show me that y'all can get it done in order for me to say, okay, the Jazz are going to win the West. Fair. I mean, yeah, I'm with you on that. I I mean, honestly, though, you could say the same thing for the Nuggets, too, to be honest with you. But, yeah, I mean, the Jazz more the Jazz have been more successful for a little bit longer. So, yeah, it's like put up or shut up time now with the Jazz. My brother wanted to know my thoughts on the Lakers and if the Lakers would win the West. So we might as well get into that. How far do you see the Lakers going? Uh, ready for a hot take? Oh boy, are you gonna are you gonna do it again? Because you did it two years ago. No, I'm not doing that. The Warriors will go further in the playoffs than the Lakers. Wow! Wow! That, that's a hot take. Steaming. That's a hot take. I'm not mm-hmm. mad at it, but it's definitely a hot take. Shoot your shot. If if Clay's healthy the yeah, whole that's... year. If they're both healthy, like if he's a hundred percent, like it's you know what I mean, like legit hundred percent, they're gonna go further than Lakers. They're but his health about, is the most important. Yeah, they're talking about him not being ready until at least January, and I'm just like, okay, at, a, at some point he's got to get on the floor if they're gonna mm-hmm. reach the potential that we think they can. They can't do it without Clay. Like no, they, they just no. can't do it. Like we know no. that. Um, they've added some very good pieces, some very good young pieces, and if the young pieces can stay healthy. Maybe they're a little bit more competitive and then Steph doesn't have to do everything by himself. But they can't do it without Clay at all. Um, 
with that being said, I'm not totally down on your hot take because I personally believe that the Lakers will be in the play-in tournament again. Ooh. Now, where they go from there, I don't know. But that's my hot take, is that they will be in the play-in tournament again. And here is my reasoning. One, I don't think that LeBron and Russ will coexist. I don't think it's going to happen. I think personality-wise, I think they're fine. Basketball-wise, it's just not going to work. Russ is not an off-the-ball shooter. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's a guy that needs the ball in his hands. B, he turns the ball over at an alarming rate. That is just the way he plays. And LeBron's not going to go for that. So I, you see it in the preseason. Like, you see it already. And it's just like, I don't know how this is going to fit together. Maybe it does, but I don't think it does. So that's my number one reason. Number two, they're just old. They're, mm-hmm. they're just old. You can't tell me they're going to make it to the playoffs and all of them are going to be healthy. I, I, I got to see it to believe it, bro. And I don't think that's going to happen. And even in that case, though, bro, like even if that's the like, because I know you know, low management is going to be a huge factor for the Lakers this year. And my issue with that would be simply that number one, you're I, I think that you're you're too old, so you're not going to. I don't think you're going to win enough games to get out of the playing tournament. Number one. Number two, I don't think you're going to play enough games together to get enough chemistry with everyone because too many people are going to be sitting. So you're not going to be able to gel. We see how hard it is for people to bring two superstars together. You're trying to bring all of these pieces, and then they're all old, and you're playing a lot. I I can't imagine this is going to work. If it does, fine. But I'm getting very strong 2004 Laker vibes from this team, and the hater or – the, the Laker fan can be like, well, that team made the finals. Sure. But once they mm-hmm. got there, what did they look like? Yeah, I mean, you, the, the goal is to win it. Like, LeBron has put this team together f- to win a championship, not to get to the finals. He's been there. He's done that. He can, do, you know, ha- it's basically LeBron's finals now. And so, yeah. And let's be honest, that was a Kobe, you know, leading that team to the finals. Who's the Kobe on this team? It ain't going to be LeBron. LeBron's 36. No, we're 38. No, he's he's younger than us. So he's he's 36. Yeah, he's 36. He'll be 37 at um, Christmas, I believe. Or is his birthday? New Year's. Year's. It's New Year's. Yeah. 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 So he's up there. You're banking on Anthony Davis carrying this team. And as we all know, (laughs) he can't stay healthy. Nope. So where do you go from there? And then you're looking, you're looking at Mello carrying this team. You're gonna wait on Westbrook to carry this team. Like, I, all right, bro. All, all guys in their thirties. Good luck. Just good luck. So, right. yeah. I'm not high on the Lakers, but I mean, I'm used to being called a hater, so it's okay for me. <laughs> it's just, just being realistic, bro. I mean, it, it, these guys. Have, I mean, I know that they're that they're veterans, and they're you know some of them are, are arguably the best of, in, in the world, but. Bro, I mean, you're talking – Father Time's undefeated, you know? And, and this is another year removed from another, what, 100 games, including playoffs? So, it's – it's. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I'd i have to see it. I got to see it, bro. Year if this 19, was, I got to see bro, it. And if this was 2013 – Oh, huh. bro. If this was 2010, this team would be amazing. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah, it would be over. This team would be the greatest team ever assembled. <laughs> yeah, and I would like to know how you got under the cap with this roster because <laughs> I'd have some questions. <laughs> well, the good thing about basketball is you don't you can be over the cap. Not by this much. Bro, if this was 2010, this salary cap oh, would be outrageous. Yeah. I mean, it's L.A. They'll make it back. <laughs> they ain't worried about money in L.A. A bar, from the, a bar from the Clippers, that's all. <laughs> Speaking of the Clippers, where do you see the Clippers finishing? Uh, I actually, <laughs> again, this is going to be something that's going to be fun, but I have them in the playing tournament. Wow. Can you imagine Lakers-Clippers in a playing game? That would be pretty sweet. And you want to know why I have them? I actually have Lakers Clippers in a playing game because I have the Warriors being the sixth seed, mm-hmm. and then and then them making it to at least the second round. And I feel like the Lakers will lose in the first round. But Lakers Clippers playing game, LA mm-hmm. would explode. Yep, that would be awesome. And the chances of LA, the Lakers going home early skyrocketed. <laughs> yeah, I mean it depends on you know when Kawhi is back. You know mm-hmm. that. It did come out that it was a partially torn ACL. So a lot of that mm-hmm. depends on his health. Um, they did get rid of Patrick Beverly. So that's, that's interesting. Um, I, I, I love Paul George in the, in the, in the, during the regular season. <laughs> so I guess they will be all right still. So do um, Clippers fans. Sure. Sure. During the regular <laughs> season, I'll take Paul George all day. Um, but when we get to the playoffs, I might be a little out on him. Uh, so we'll see what the Clippers look like. I, I'm interested. Yeah, I just I don't. Again, this is another team, another year. You know, I mean, especially with Kawhi's injury, Paul George is not getting any younger. I just this this they could slip to the playing tournament as well. All right. So we know who's going to win the West for you. Team that made the playoffs last year that will miss the playoffs in the West this year. The Spurs. Well, okay. The San Antonio Spurs. For no other reason than my hot take for team that's making the playoffs. Did they, did they make the playoffs last year? Yes, they made the play-in tournament. Okay. They were the 10 seed. Okay. Okay. Nice. I'm going to go with the Portland Trailblazers. Wow. That's a hot take if I ever heard it. They made zero moves in in the offseason. Um, I don't know if Chauncey Billups is the right guy to coach the team. I think he'll help out Dame immensely. But as I've been saying for years on this show, it's time for the Dame Lillard, CJ McCollum experience to end. I, I, they, they don't fit. Like, I don't know what Portland needs to do, but that couple does not fit. And I can't see them progressing. I feel like they've regressed. Um, I feel like firing the coach was probably the wrong move because... I don't know what you're expecting him to do. I feel like I say this a lot, especially when it comes to college football. Mm -hmm. Know who you are. And what I mean by that is understand what is a reasonable expectation for you to have. Like, always shoot for the stars. I get that. If you're Mm -hmm. Portland, you should always be trying to win a championship. But understanding that this team going to the playoffs with the roster that they have should be enough. Do you want to win playoff series? Of course, obviously, but you haven't put the pieces together for that team to be a team that goes, okay, we can make a deep run. 
the fact that you're even in games because Dame is doing Superman NBA 2K type numbers and hitting ridiculous shots to keep you in games is something that you should not be banking on, right? Like you shouldn't have to rely on that to happen for you to win games. And that's what's happening. And I think the luck runs out because you can't keep not doing anything and expecting to go further. Right. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it was Terry Stott's fault at all. I, I think he did. I think he made the best of his situation with the roster that he had. Um, you can only, like you said, you can only do so much as a coach. Um, and you, you have one of the best players in the league too. So that also helps you stay in games. Like you said, I just, I think that they need to move CJ and they need to try and get some younger pieces, maybe on, maybe on the, uh, the backcourt or the, you know, whatever, whatever they want to do. They need to figure something out because Dame's not getting any younger either. I think he's also in his thirties. I think he's 32 or something like that, but nevertheless, I think that if they were, if they're going to try and win with Dame, then they need to build around him quickly and they need to make some aggressive moves. So moving CJ, moving some other guys, you know, get the pieces in there to win or start over and move Dame and get him out of there. Let him go to a contender and then just start from the ground up, you know, but they got to do something. You can't just sit on this because it's, you're wasting Dame's prime right now. For sure. For sure. I, I, I think they need to make a major move there in order to be somewhat competitive, but the problem is you're in Portland. Like mm-hmm. it's just like being in Cleveland. I don't know too many free agents that's dying to play in Portland or dying to play in Cleveland, or dying to play in Oklahoma City or Sacramento for that matter. It's like you're gonna have to build this thing through the draft and hopefully mm-hmm. you hit on your your draft picks, or it's just not gonna work. And I, I feel like like you said, they're wasting prime years of Dame Lillard here and I don't know what they do to fix it but I feel like they missed the playoffs this year okay I can see that I mean your argument makes sense for sure all right let's move on a tad bit let's get into uh the rants of this Hold on. episode oh what, are you, what you got uh one more thing for the playoffs because mm-hmm. we, we didn't get to it the team that I think the team that didn't make the playoffs okay. that I think that I think makes the playoffs this year in the West, the Sacramento Kings are making the play in tournament. Let's go. Hot take central. Listen, I am not going to have you devaluing the, the product here by saying just ridiculous nonsense like that. I think that the Kings are the 10th seed in the, in the playoffs. Name me three Sacramento Kings that are not De'Aaron Fox. Buddy Heald. I just looked it up. No, I just that's looked one. it up. That's not, that's, that's that's not fair. That's I just one. looked it up. No. I just that's darn it, I looked it up. Put your phone down, bro. <laughs> just looked it up. <laughs> My man is on his phone right now. Bro, I am. You got I'm going to the roster. <laughs> no, because I had a joke. Because remember... It was, I think it was the Celtics. We were talking about the Celtics in the bubble, and you were like, oh, you just like Tristan Thompson, because I know Tristan Thompson just went there. And so I knew I was going to make a joke to you about it, being like, oh, you probably just think it's because Tristan Thompson's there. That, that's ridiculous. They're, they're not going anywhere close to any type of plans. How many games they win? The Sacramento Kings. Remember, they won 31 games last year, if I, if I looked at it correctly. They will win less than 30 games this year. 
Okay. Last year, they won 31 games, yes. They will win less than 31 games. Okay. I disagree. I feel like that has to be the watch for this year. That, that has it. to be. And I still owe the public a Ben Simmons jersey. I was kind of <laughs> waiting to see where he was going to go so I can get the jersey discounted if he wasn't going to be in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that has to be the bet for this year. If the Sacramento Kings make the playoffs, mm-hmm. you have to buy a Sacramento Kings jersey. Well, that's my bet, though. I, so I, is it? Okay. That's fine. Okay, I just don't know who to get. Okay, okay, okay. We'll put it this way: mm-hmm. if the Sacramento Kings make the playoffs, I have to buy a Sacramento Kings jersey. Okay. If they win less than thirty-one games, you mm-hmm. have to buy a Sacramento Kings jersey. Oh man! And wear it, right? Of course, of course, you have to. Wear I got it. it. All right, here. This is what we'll do: <laughs> if the if the Sacramento Kings win 32 games or more, you have to get a Sacramento Kings shirt. Okay. If they win 31, we'll or say if less. they win 31 or less, I will have to get one. Okay. And whoever gets one has to wear it during one of the times we go out for the NBA finals. Okay. Got you. Just for no reason. Cause they ain't going to make it there. So this is going to be real random. Got you. It cool. makes sense. That is the, right. that is the watch for this year. Sacramento Kings wins watch is what we're and we <laughs> we will put it on the Twitter page as well. We will make the Twitter page the Sacramento Kings record so that we know what it is every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fine. Oh, that's hilarious. Anyway, moving on. Yep. Um, to the rants of the day. What are your feelings? on the Ben Simmons situation. Mm. This dude makes no sense. Makes no sense. He is he is a coward. I, I don't understand. Bro, you're going to say all this stuff and then come out and then just come right back. I'm, you know, crying back, basically. No, that's not for me. If I was the 76ers organization, I would have told him to hit the bricks. Well, you... You got to take your feelings out of it. They can't tell him to hit the brakes because they've given him $200 million. Well, that's why I don't own an NBA team. <laughs> you would be doing very bad business, sir. Yeah. <laughs> what I think is interesting is the fact that not that he's crying back to the, the Sixers, but he had no choice but to come back to the Sixers. And he knew that, which I don't understand why he went on this rampage of like, I don't want to be there. Get me out of there. Because wait, wait, wait. no, no, no. You said that he doesn't have a choice to get out of there. He doesn't. Okay. But what about like James Harden? James Harden just sat out until he got traded. Right. But if Houston didn't want to trade him, he would have still been there. Right. But Phil and so Philly's Philly's trying to move. They're just not taking deals that they're being offered. Right. But what I'm saying is that's not, that's not Ben Simmons's choice. He doesn't have a choice. He has okay. to be there. Like he's under contract for another four years. He he doesn't have a choice. He has to show up. Which the reason why he's came back to the team is because they were starting to dock that paper. So mm-hmm. once that money started coming out of the account, you damn right he gonna show up because he mm-hmm. doesn't have a choice. He can sit there and demand a trade all he wants, but unless they trade him, he's got to be there. Is there a loophole in his contract where he could just like retire for a week and then come Absolutely back? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. 
absolutely not. I mean, he can retire, but he's going to forfeit all that money. So, again, that's not the move. <laughs> he doesn't have a choice. <laughs> well, then he's got to come back, I guess. But I'll he, tell you one thing. He's going to get booed out of the damn gym. That's for oh, sure. This is this is why I love it. Is because I'm petty. I love stuff that is petty. And Philadelphia has a green light to be as petty as they want to be with Ben Simmons. If Ben Simmons' anxiety stopped him from shooting shots in Philadelphia before, my God, this is going to be fun. Because they are going to just let him have it. (laughs) Yeah, this is the wrong market for him to be in to do something like this. So good. So good. Speaking of players that don't have a choice, we might as well get to our guy, a favorite of the show, Mr. Kyrie Irving. Debatable. And I'll let you have the floor first because I have a very passionate rant about this. Um, But I'll just start it with, as we said before, when it comes to Kyrie Irving, stop listening to people who think the earth is flat. Um. The only thing I got to say about it is that I don't, I think he's, he does a lot of, a lot of things to benefit his cause and what he believes in and stuff. If you, if you've noticed, he's very passionate about things he believes in, uh, whether they're right or wrong. And we already know where we're, where we stand on that stuff. So I I just feel like it's, it's a lot, I don't want to say self-promotion, but it kind of is in a way because he's so wrapped up in his own causes and stuff. He's not seeing a bigger picture. He's just focused on himself. I just feel like this is a ridiculous thing. And I feel like there's too much. He just brings, I think he's too toxic for the nets. And I feel like honestly, their best thing for them is to kind of, to see if they can move him in a, in a deal or something, because that is something you don't need when you're a title contender. I feel like at the end of the day, People in and Kyrie in general are trying to make this a conversation about being vaccinated and being unvaccinated. And to me, this is more about having a choice and dealing with the consequences of that choice. Kyrie has the freedom to make any choice he wants to make. That's not up for debate. It's not about right or wrong. That's just what it is. The thing about that, though, is there are consequences to every choice you make. One of the laws of physics, I believe, if I'm being on my college-educated stuff here, is every action has an equal or greater reaction. That is just how this thing called life works. Every choice you make has a consequence, which is why Avengers Endgame didn't make sense to me when I think about it, but that's a whole other conversation for another day. The choice he has to not get vaccinated is fine. Whatever, do your thing. But the Nets now have to make the decision to either have you around or not have you around. And you can't be mad about whatever decision they make. Just like they can't be mad about whatever decision you make. And the bottom line is, when you have a job, 
When you have a business, that business is going to run with or without you, my guy. It's something that we all face as we're all listening and talking to this podcast. Mm -hmm. I have it on my job. I'm sure you have it on your job and everybody else. Whatever decision you decide to make, that company, that organization has the right to make a decision that benefits them. And right now, Kyrie Irving's made the decision not to get vaccinated, so it doesn't benefit the Brooklyn Nets to have you around. That's just that simple. Nothing else needs to be said. This isn't that complicated. It doesn't have to be a conversation about getting the vaccine or not getting the vaccine or him having a personal choice to not do it. No one really cares. At the end of the day, you've made a decision. Now Brooklyn gets to make a decision. And you ain't going to like the decision Brooklyn has to make because that means you ain't getting that $200 million. So stay on your stand on what you're standing on. That's fine. But understand there are consequences for those decisions. Big ones. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're right on about everything. So, yeah. All good with me. But, yeah. (laughs) No, I'm just – I'm because I'm at the point now where, like, he's always in the news about something. And it's like – it doesn't make, like, sense. Like, it's just – like, I don't get your point, dude. Like, I I, I don't know. I I just don't get a lot of the stuff that he's been doing lately. You, you signed a contract to play basketball and you're not going to do the things that you need to do in order to play basketball. So then don't get upset when the basketball team goes, okay, then you're no use to us. Like We can't have you around because you're not going to be able to play. Like I don't understand why this is so complicated. I don't understand why people are having think pieces about it. Like It is what it is. It's not the mm-hmm. Nets that came up with the mandate. It's the government of New York State. Don't know what you want me to do about that. Can't do anything about it. I promise you, if I went to my place of work and I said, I'm not, and they told me that I had to get vaccinated and I said, I didn't, they'd be like, that's cool. Bye. It's not, let's take the vaccination out of it. If you told your job, Hey, I'm not coming to work for two, three weeks until oh, yeah. I get yeah. my, they're going to be like, bro. Yeah. They're, they're going to be like, well, you can find employment elsewhere. Exactly. that's that is the entire point of this conversation no matter how you want to slice it that is it so Mm -hmm. miss me with all this extra i'm being a voice for the voiceless blah 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 blah. okay cool but at the end of the day you're an employee and -hmm. you're not going to work that that's essentially what this boils down to (laughs) right yep so yeah, and I think, and like I said, I really think that this is too toxic for the Nets if they want to win the title. I still think I think that they win a title without him. I do like Patty Mills. I think he's a really good guard, and I think that he'll help them a lot. Um, I mean, he's obviously not the level of Kyrie, but with Kyrie, like everything that Kyrie's doing, I just feel like he'd be better somewhere else for them. For sure. That's it. Let's get into <laughs> some fun. Let's have okay. some fun to close out the show. Who is your pick? to win MVP this year? Joel Embiid. Wow. Because he's been close. You know what I mean? Like, he's been on the cusp, and he just hasn't got it done. I feel like this year, I feel like injuries have kind of slowed him down, and I think this is the year where he he stays healthy a lot longer, and he'll finally get the MVP. Interesting, interesting. I'm going to go a curveball. I don't think it'll happen, but I'm going to put money on it. Okay. Because it's the one that makes the most sense to me. 
Okay. Trey Young. Oh boy. Okay. I'm gonna say Trey Young wins NBA MVP this year. Okay. I think the Nets or the Nets. I think the Hawks take another step. They were a five seat last year. I think they take another step. Again, just like I was saying about Giannis, when you have that young guy who reaches that that moment, I feel like him going on that run last year was kind of that moment. He feels hungry. They re-signed John Collins to a major extension. If that team can stay healthy, they've shown how dangerous they are. They, You can make the case. They didn't make the finals because Trey Young got hurt. Oh, yeah. So That's definitely. Mm-hmm. They, they may have won a championship last year. So they're bringing back pretty much everyone. Mm-hmm. I think Trey Young wins MVP. That's, uh, it's definitely, I would call it a hot take, if you will. I call it a hot take. Yep. I like it. I, I don't necessarily agree, but I like I like your thought process. It makes sense. Okay. So, yeah. You had a pick for finals MVP. Yep. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Okay. Because I feel like without Kyrie, he's going to have to do that. For yeah. them, to, like I just feel like he's this is this, this is his year. I feel like this is where he solidifies himself as the greatest in the world. I mean, we already believe that. I want the rest of the world to see that. Okay. I'm going to go back-to-back finals MVPs for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, that'd be sick. I feel like most superstars get at least two. Okay. Fair enough. I like I like Giannis to win that as well. Do we have any more predictions that we had to give before – we get into the really fun stuff. I had I had two. I don't know if they're hot takes or so. Okay, but but I had Tyler Hero is going to be an all star this year. Oh my god! All right, and the second one is I think when Clay comes back healthy, I think that he's going to break the record for threes in a game and hit fifteen. I can see that. Yeah, I and honestly, I could see it opening night where he's just like, "Watch me prove I'm back." I could I could see that. I could see it. Yeah. We threw out the um, the question to the listeners. We got one that says, "If the Nets don't get it done, is that is the blame going to be on a lack of Kyrie being there, or will it fall on KD and the current squad?" You want me to go first? Sure. I think. Oh man, see, it's a tough question. I had. I had a lot of time to think about it too. Um, I, I would say it's a product of the team. I don't think it's, it's all, well, no, it's on Kyrie because he, he was, he was signed to play for this team. He was brought in to, to help to basically be the, the triple threat with Kevin Durant and James Harden. So yeah, I think it's, I feel like it falls more on Kyrie than it does the rest of the team. I feel like in that scenario, if they don't get it done, we're going to end up blaming the people that were there. If Kyrie doesn't play at all, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't fault or I can't, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't place blame on Kyrie for not being there is the reason why the Nets didn't get it done. If he doesn't show up at all, mm-hmm. right? Like if they go into this season, they know the squad that they have, and they're they're going full speed ahead with that. Mm-hmm. You got to put it on the guys on the floor if they don't get it done. They have enough talent. 
You know, they have arguably the best player in the world. They have arguably a top 10, top 15 player alongside of him. They have enough talent. Mm -hmm. So if they don't get it done, that's going to be on the players on the floor. Now, could they use Kyrie not being there as an excuse? Sure. But I'm going to put the blame on the players on the court, especially once we see how the games play out. We know James Harden has the propensity of not being there when it counts. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, there's enough talent there for them to get it done. And now they got LaMarcus Aldridge back. I mean, how much does he help them, though? I mean, he helps them a lot because it gives them size. You know, they yeah, were but- playing with Blake Griffin as their four or five last year, so... He's yeah, I guess. They I just brought in Paul Millsap. They have enough talent. Oh yeah, and like I said, I, I do like uh, Patrick Mills. I think he's really good too. Um, and he's the kind of guy that they need to have if Kyrie's not going to be there because he can shoot the ball too. So for sure. All right, let's get into let's get into the fun stuff here. I wanted to start off the year. Give us. We're gonna rank our top. 10 players in the NBA right now. I figure this is a perfect way to start the season so we kind of know where people are slotted and how we feel about them going into the year. So if our opinions change as the year goes on, y'all know where we started. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're just going to go 10 to 1? 10 to 1. All right. Number 10 on my list. Well, Are we doing any honorable mentions? Uh, you can do honorable mention if you like. I have three. Okay. Um, I have Paul George, actually, okay. um, because playing at this level, at, you know, the older you get, it's just more impressive every year, and he's still phenomenal. Um, next, I have J- uh, Jason Tatum. Okay. And then and Kawhi. And I put Kawhi on there because he's hurt, and I feel like I feel like that has something to do with, with my selections. So but you don't have Kawhi in your top ten? No. Interesting. Okay. Ready for 10? Let's go. Number 10 is James Harden. Okay. Am I going? Am I still going or uh, we can go back and forth? I have yeah. I have Joel Embiid at number 10. Wow. Okay. I think I think he's a solid player, but I mean the top top 10 is hard to crack. Congrats to him for doing it. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Uh, number nine, I have Anthony Davis. Okay, interesting. I have Damian Lillard at number nine. Wow, okay. Cool. Because I have I have Dame at eight. <laughs> it's really so there cool. We go. That's really cool because I have Anthony Davis at number eight. So we're kind of thinking along the same line. <laughs> yeah, we're so it hit or miss. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, it's like a draft. It's like if you take Dame, I'm taking Anthony Davis. For take sure. Davis, yeah. For sure. Gotcha. So I have Anthony Davis at number eight. All right. Number seven, I have LeBron. <laughs> Hold on. <Time> out. <laughs> you have LeBron as the seventh best player in the league right now? Yeah. Wow, that is blasphemous. But all right, I got you. I like it. Hey, it's spicy. It's coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in on. I like it. What can I say? Um, I have Luka Dantage at number seven. Okay. Uh six. I have Steph Curry. Interesting, interesting. I have Kawhi Leonard 
as my number oh, okay. six player in the league right now. Yeah, like I said, I think his injury has something to do with it since it was like name your top ten like right now because guy with a half an ACL can't be a top ten. You know what I mean? You just <laughs> but uh, okay. but how, how, healthy okay. Kawhi cracks the top ten for what it's worth. Uh, okay. Number five, I have Luca at five. Okay, I have, and this is my spicy opinion of my of my my rankings here. I have Trey Young at number five. I love Trey Young. I guess I I, I, I like Trey Young at number five. Okay, okay, fine with me. I I I mean, listen, I have LeBron at seven. You have LeBron so. at seven. That is just ridiculous, <laughs> bro. You can't tell me you think there are six players in the league that are better than LeBron James. Right? I'm gonna now. name them. I, that that's tough. I already na- I named. So Steph. you think Luca is better than LeBron right now? I think Luca, yes. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. All right. Who's five for you? You said Trey Young, right? Trey Young is number five. Okay. Um, I have the Joker at four. Okay. All right. I have Steph Curry at number four. Okay. And then here's my spicy of all spicy. Number three is Joel Embiid. I, I, all right. <laughs> I, wow, that that's tough, man. Your list, your list is tough, man. I, whoa. Do you think Joel Embiid is better than LeBron right now? Right now, yes. Wow, that's that's tough, man. All right. Um, number three, I have LeBron James. Okay. And and then number two, I have Giannis. Okay, number two. This is where it gets spicy as well. I have Kevin Durant at number two. Okay. Okay. Because I have KD at one. And I have Giannis Antetokounmpo at number one. Very interesting list, man. Go ahead and go ahead and print that up. We'll put that on the Twitter page as well. We'll 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 see what what comes up with that. Uh, wow, LeBron at seven. <laughs> that is that's intense, bro. <laughs> that is intense. I like it though. You, you come out with the hot takes on the first episode. Listen, I, I say how I feel. It is what this, it is. I don't care. This is what you do. I, I appreciate it, man. You you bring the hot fire on the opening episode of the this is why I said it's always the most entertaining episode because you, you bring the heat, man. I'm ch- I, I'm changing though, because I put James Harden in my top ten. I could have threw him out of the top fifty for all I, I care. Mean, yeah, I mean, I, I may have, I may have missed on Jokic because I didn't have Jokic in my top ten. He may be honorable mention to me, but yeah. All right, well, well then we're both ridiculous. League, okay, I didn't have the league MVP in my top ten. <laughs> I guess, I guess we're both this ridiculous takes here. It, it's fine. I mean, I can, but I can make the case for those people being top ten. <laughs> the fact that you're trying to make a case for those people, there being six players better than LeBron right now. <laughs> that's awesome that's so awesome man i love it I, i'm not bad at it i just think it's funny <laughs> bro this list would have been even spicier because i was torn between Giannis and mb to two and three so mb could have been second <laughs> but we'll see because here's the thing if mb wins mvp he validates my three he his ranking sure. on my list sure for sure no doubt. no doubt i mean again we're we're 
you know, we're pulling straws here, really. I mean, all of them are. I was going to say before we said. ever do it, but. I was going to say, like, before we even started this list, we should have just left a precedent. Like, look, this is very subjective because it's based on what you're seeing opposed yeah. to what you see because me and you see things differently. Yeah, for but sure. But not, not, not that differently because two out, you know, we had four out of the ten. I mean, I don't see LeBron being seven, but, you know, it's all good. I don't see Trey Young being fifth. So here we Bro, are. You Trey also Young left the league, the league MVP off the top Trey ten. Young, so, Trey Young my, Wow. So yeah, we're good. I like it, but I said Trey Young's going to win the MVP. So right, so and that's how I say yeah. about Embiid. So like, yeah, but I'm I'm surprised. I will say this before we get, we head out. I will say I'm surprised that you have KD at two, only because of how much you've talked about him and about how good he is and the best player in the world. So like it confuses me a tad. I thought about that when I was making the list because I wanted Until- to see. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, because until I see Giannis hit a jumper, that's honestly why I was going to put him at three, because I wanted to see him develop that jump shot. You know what I mean? I feel you on that. I mean, there's clearly still holes in Giannis' game, but I almost don't even care at this point. Like I said, because (laughs) once you do what you did when all the chips were on the table – like I'm good with that. That that I'm that solidifies it for me. You don't have to shoot to be honest on that team. Yeah, like if you go if you go and play like that. I don't understand how someone how he's not the best player in the league right now. If he plays like that, now mm-hmm. I understand why KD can be the best player in the league because of how he plays. I totally get that. But if I'm ranking it off of what I've just last seen and what I just saw from Giannis, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's hard for me not to put him at number one. I'm going to throw a random trade out. A random trade? Yeah, just for fun, just because why not? Okay. If you're Pat Riley, do you call the Bucks and say, "Give me Giannis, and I'll give you Butler, Duncan Robinson, and Tyler Hero"? But if I'm the Bucks, why am I doing that? I'm just saying. I mean, I'm I'm sure you if cannot. I'm Pat Riley, I do it. But if I'm past that, why am ball. I even entertaining that goal? Just because I felt like throwing out a weird trade. Why not? <laughs> no, I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying, if I'm the Bucks, <laughs> why would I take that phone call? Like, if you're if, if you're asking for if you're asking for Giannis, right? Mm-hmm you better be giving me your entire franchise. Like I better be, I better get so much in return that I'm able to you lose Giannis and still be like, okay, I still have something here. So do you think that's why it's so hard to trade ben, for Ben Simmons or to trade Ben Simmons for, if you're a Sixers? Yeah. Because the asking price is too high. Yeah. Like, because I don't, he's not that level. I mean, but, but 76ers want the value of that level. Right. I'm not mad at the 76ers for asking for that for Ben Simmons because, A, you're talking about a guy you drafted. Did he go number one overall? I think he did. You're looking for that guy with that type of potential. You know what I mean? Like, Ben Simmons has the potential of being a perennial all-star every year, being a matchup nightmare, and dominating the floor on dominating the game on both ends of the floor. The mm-hmm. problem with Ben Simmons is he hasn't played to that potential. So if I'm trading him, I want two superstars at the least. And I probably want two or three first rounders. Mm. Yeah. See, if I'm a Sixers organization, and again, this is why I'm not in the Sixers organization, but if I was in a Sixers organization, I would touch, I would take the two superstars and maybe a pick or two and call it a day at this point, because like, as, you know what I mean? Because we don't, you don't know what you're going to deal. And if you don't want to deal with this anymore, 
get what you can get because you're not getting like you know nothing. The, the The issue is the Sixers want to deal with it. Like it's not like Houston where Houston's like, "Yo, we don't want to deal with this," and it's fine. He's just being a distraction. Yeah. The the Sixers are like, "Yo, we can fix this." As an organization, they're saying we can fix this. He's saying he wants out. Mm. So gotcha. that's where that's where the disconnect is there. The problem for that is he just signed an extension. So he's got all of this money, all of these years on this contract that they're trying to trade away. And teams are like, bro, we know you want to trade him. So why are we giving you our best players for a guy yeah. we know you need to trade? Like the Sixers have no leverage. And that's the problem. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I created a segment, didn't even mean to. Yeah, no, it's are. all good. That's, <laughs> that's what we're here for. We're here to teach and educate, my brother. No, <laughs> no we're here to clearly make fun of the NBA because that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, I guess. As always, man, tell the people where they can find you. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, uh, E underscore four underscore T-H-R-E-E on both. Nice, man. And I am on Instagram and Twitter at MR underscore JT412. The show is at No That's a Travel on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, show merch coming very soon. What? Uh, we've got some ideas. You know, we're working through it. Uh, we're putting it together. So we're going to have show merch very soon. Um, Cleveland, we are coming to your city often this year. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to try everything in my power to get there for All-Star. Um, hopefully, Ian will be able to join me as well. But we'll talk about that. We'll have all that um, to plan out. So, yeah, Cleveland, we're going to be there a lot. So, hopefully, y'all rock with us. Um, yep. We definitely rock with y'all. Hopefully, that same Usher is still in the building because she was hilarious. Cool <laughs> shit. <laughs> and as always, man, everybody stay healthy. Stay safe. You know, don't do nothing wild. Don't talk to people who think the earth is flat. Mm -hmm. um, and drink your water and mind your business. That's <laughs> we'll right. We'll catch y'all next week. <laughs> earth is round. <laughs>